Okay, well, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, Ruben. Well, this is hey. the, this is the second time we're doing this. Yeah, it was. It felt two weeks. Felt like a long time. It, it did. It did feel like a really long time because I would just I would just be at work and I'm like doing my thing and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to record another episode with Ruben. And then I would just go back to doing whatever I was doing at work. And then, yeah, it, two weeks felt long. It felt really, really long. I know. I'm, I'm pretty wonderful. So <laughs> This is true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, guys. Thanks for, for tuning in again to Joystick Jockeys. Uh, you got DJ. That's me. That's him. And you got Ruben. That's you. That's me. <laughs> um, and we're we got we got video games. We talk, you know, do you, if, do you guys play video games? We 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 like them. We like we, video games. They're I think they're neat. Yeah, I you know I I enjoy it on occasion. It's a good time. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I it's something that I can you know I come home after a long day of work and I'm like you know what I could go for a video game. Yeah, man. And if if that sounds like you, we've got the podcast for you. <laughs> <laughs> this is right here, right uh, now. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, uh, DJ. What uh, what are you playing? What, what's what's been going on? What games um, have you been playing? Oh my gosh! Um, so I've been, as always, I'm always playing Smash Brothers. That that is a constant in my life. It is like asking me if I've been playing Smash Brothers is asking me like I've been breathing, which I've been <laughs> doing a lot of that. Um, but I've been playing a lot of Splatoon again to get ready for the update coming out is the cap going from 20 to 50 for level yes Ugh, i'm like 10 i have to I have so much i gotta catch up you got you got it yeah you gotta you gotta get up there you gotta get you gotta hit that two zero gotta work it yeah splatoon work it yeah <laughs> just so this, vogue all over splatoon yeah, just like yes all over the maps <laughs> in splatoon <laughs> yes my ink all over yes ink, yes ink everywhere yes um there's gonna be so much stuff in that patch there's gonna be uh, matchmaking, finally, which of course should have been out of the box, but at this point it, we're getting it. So yes, finally, hooray, we're getting yeah, matchmaking. <laughs> this this patch is basically what the game should have been at launch. Yeah. That's right, Nintendo, you heard me. Come at me, Bill Trinan. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, it definitely should have been an out, an out of the box feature for sure. But um, better late than never, I guess. But um, what's funny about this is that I remember during Evo. They kept running ads for Splatoon during the during Smash, yeah. and they kept saying like, "Look out for the update coming in August. It's going to be matchmaking and a bunch of other stuff, new weapons, new gear, new maps, new music, all kinds of stuff." And they kept saying they kept like pushing like matchmaking, matchmaking tournaments, tournaments. So I think Nintendo was subtly but not so subtly saying that they want Splatoon to kind of be a uh, competitive force. It's um, weird because I feel like that goes. I mean, so I think it being an esport is is cool. Yes. Um, they're definitely pushing for that, and I, and I think, uh, I think it's it's interesting that they're like, yo, we're advertising. They weren't advertising the game; that they were advertising the patch. Yeah, like it, it was almost like, yo, don't get it yet because then you won't like it and you won't keep playing it if you're into esports. Yeah, but get it on this date. But it's it's funny because like the turning it into this like competitive thing also seems. In some ways, anti Splatoon. Um, yeah, where it's such like a, a it, like I don't know, it's such a pickup if you're a, like a, a young kid friendly game. Um, it's gonna it's gonna create two very different communities playing it for sure. Yeah, I think it's gonna go the kind of the same vein that that Smash Brothers has actually, where it's like you have two different camps of mm-hmm. people that play these games, where you have like the casual audience that just you know wants to play with items and all kinds of stuff, and there's people that just want to like be a kid or a squid and like you know play around and have fun <laughs> final destination fox, fox only no melee. items yeah no exactly exactly it's, it's kind of it's kind of like that and then with splatoon now coming with the matchmaking stuff um mm-hmm. it's gonna elicit this type of uh, competitive play which i've been like fiending for because i feel it like I, every time i like we are we are able to manage to get a bunch of our friends into one lobby Mm-hmm. And play together, it it just kind of becomes that naturally, and we we have a lot of fun playing it. Where and of course, I'm like screaming and cursing at the top of my lungs whenever I get splat, and I'm like fuck every time <laughs> when I get shot when I get shot. Um, but it's really, really, really fun. I come, I always come away from every match like having a really good time, like regardless of what's happening. And what's cool is with the matchmaking stuff that they're going to put in is that you can have like an open matchmaking lobby like if let's say you only have five friends in your lobby and you can let randoms come in and that and that's a thing that you can do 
Mm-hmm. Or you can basically lock your lobbies and it's locked with like a four digit code. And mm-hmm. you can just like give that code to your friends. So if you want to be like super competitive and, and not have any like filthy casuals in your game, <laughs> <laughs> like you can definitely um, do that kind of a mode and um, run, run back those, those salty matches over and over and over again, playing different matches, different weapon types, all that kind of fun stuff. So I'm really looking forward to it because me and my friends have wanted to just like get in and just play together, mm-hmm. period. And it's like, understand the game and figure it out and, fi- and kind of like really get our groove as to what our favorite weapons are and all that stuff. I mean, I've, I, I know that I'm team roller all the way. Roller <laughs> is really, really fun. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's the class that I am all the time. I, I have a hard time using actual guns. I mean, mm-hmm. and this also kind of showcases what little skill I have when it comes to um, shoot 'em ups shooting games with the guns. I'm really bad at all of them. See, me being um, like a more of an FPS player frequently, uh, the charge shot is pretty fun, yeah. and I can I can wreck pretty decent with it right now. Yeah, um, I, I, like playing roller is fun because it's so unique, it's so different. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I am curious. I'm gonna be really curious to see what what like the meta, like what meta evolves in that game when you make it competitive. Yeah. Like, is it going to become? Because that game is you don't play it like an FPS. Like you actively, at least for me. I actively avoid conflict as much as possible. Yep. Like I'm just trying to drop paint down. And I think if you actively try to like kill people, it tends to not work out for your team. So it's yeah. gonna. I mean, it'll, it'll be interesting to see like what what differentiates like a good team versus a bad team. And if it is like how much of that is actual like FPS skill, and we see a lot more people using charge shots. Yeah. Or if it's um, if there's some other sort of whatever the tactic is that comes out of it. I'm really curious to see how that evolves. Yeah, I'm I'm really interested too. Like you make a really good point with that. Um, just because there's kind of like two rules of thought with this, with this kind of being a third person shooter. And a lot of my friends that are playing this game are big like Call of Duty guys, Battlefield mm-hmm. guys. So they are like fiends. They are beasts with like all the guns and stuff. And I, I'll be like doing my own thing, and I'm like painting the painting the floor with my roller, and I'm having a good old time. And then I just get shot, and I'm like, oh, what's well, because my friend is really amazing at all these shooting games, so he's like an expert aim at at everything. So I'm interested to see where, like you said, where the meta where the meta with Splatoon goes, and kind of even thinking like that Splatoon has a meta in and mm-hmm. of itself is pretty it's pretty funny considering that the guys of the game is very like approachable and friendly and fun and lighthearted. But like <laughs> it's, Splatoon a, meta. <laughs> it's about to get insufferable. Everyone's gonna, yeah. like, it's, it's about to get really not fun for everyone. Uh, yeah, it, when it gets taken too seriously. Yeah. And like, and when it starts getting like too heated, I'm just going to be like, I'm going to go play space channel five or something. Oh my God. Give me that. Ooh-la-la. Give me that. Ooh-la-la goodness <laughs> all the time. But um, yeah, so I'm excited about that. The, that Splatoon update drops this Thursday. Very excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be amazing. And we're going to have to get in some Splatoon time on our newly launched uh, Twitch channel. Oh, Yay. nice plug. Yeah, nice you like plug. that? You like, yeah, you that like was that? smooth. You like, like that? Didn't feel too forced. Yeah, not, not, uh, yeah, not too bad. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. So we just, yeah, so we just like registered everything. It's, so it says Joystick Jockeys on Twitch. So twitch.tv slash Joystick Jockeys and me and Ruben will probably be like streaming Smash Brothers stuff. We'll probably be definitely sp- streaming Splatoon and definitely some PS4 stuff. I want to play. I do want to get back in Destiny and play it with you, mm-hmm. and then you can kind of like show me how much of a filthy casual that I am. Oh my god! <laughs> get your shit to thirty-four now. Yeah, I'm like I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like shooting the sky. <laughs> I'm like shooting the sky. Or like that's not the enemy. I don't know what I'm doing. Listen, if you're gonna if you're gonna teach me Smash, I'll teach you Destiny. Perfect. Smash is way harder to learn than Destiny for sure. Yeah. Uh, there's so much <laughs> yeah i'm hoping i'm hoping we maybe do a couple of twitch uh sessions where you can teach me some smash that way like uh people that are pro can watch you and be like oh cool and then people that are uh super casual and suck at it can be like oh okay like <laughs> this this guy's also terrible so <laughs> i can relate to this i can relate to this terribleness that's happening right now exactly yeah definitely um but yeah i mean i guess at this point well actually I've been, we've been talking about splatoon the whole time what are you playing um, geez, what did I play this week? Uh, I played a lot more Rocket League, um, which I don't remember if I talked about last week. I think I did. Um, it's just, it's just a game where it's like, if I'm like, 
if we're going somewhere and like I'm waiting for my girlfriend to like get her makeup done or something, mm-hmm. um, or just like whatever it is, like it, it, it matches five minutes, right? Um, and so it's really easy just to like pop in. The, the other night I was actually uh, I had put my my PS4 into rest mode, yeah. which still keeps your apps active, and so I had I turned it on to play something entirely different. But because when I turned it on, Rocket League was like right there. I was like, oh, I guess, uh, you know, I guess I'll do like a couple, a couple of rounds. <laughs> and then it was like three hours later and I was like, fuck. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's just a really, it's, it's a super, super, super fun, easy game as far as like picking it up. The mechanics of it are very simple and very yeah. easy, Definitely. but mastering them is insane. Um, mm-hmm. And there's like, there's videos every day of like, uh, there's, there's sort of a, a thing developing now you can boost around on the ground but if yeah. you jump and then you boost you fly um and it's for oh. only as long as you have boost but it puts you aerial um and so there's people that like do these like they'll like fly up in the air and they like put their cars in like orientations where like they can actually control the shot like of where they hit the ball and but it's like i mean it's, it's so much like trajectory calculations going on and like reading all of that and that's I'm not anywhere near that right now so I'm like I'll never be this will not be the esport that I'm amazing at yeah I'm not going to be a rocket league fiend <laughs> but it is very fun it is so much fun um we actually um had a setup of rocket league at um at the foundry uh, this past week and everybody was going ape shit over it and, like I played a couple rounds with one of my good friends and him and I teamed up together and it was like this instant synergy because him and I have been friends since we were like in, in high school mm-hmm. and we were just like, you ready for this, bro? We're like, let's do this. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we were just like, su- we were like both like super into it. And it was, it was like the first time both of us have played it. So we we're just being like really obnoxious. Like, like, what's up, bro? What's up? <laughs> what's, you want some of this? <laughs> it was ridiculous. But that game is really, really fun. And what I didn't know about that game is that it actually started, correct me if I'm wrong, if you, if you researched this or not. But it mm-hmm. started off as an Unreal Two mod. Oh, really? I, w- I mean, I, yes. wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not, yeah. I, mean, I don't know if that's accurate or not, but I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm like ninety percent sure that Rocket League's um, it was it was birthed through an Unreal Two mod. And well, there's a PC game that was like basically the prequel to Rocket League. Yeah. Um, from a while back, that was just like less polished, and um, that might that might be what that is then. Yeah, that, that's po- it's possible. That's what that, that's what it was. So. It had a terrible name. It was like really long. I don't remember it, but it was like it was it was a mouthful and it was bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I believe it. I believe uh, it. It's interesting though because if you look at like if if you've like ever like looked at Unreal Engine four, um, and like all the free assets in it, uh, if you look at Rocket League, mm-hmm. that game, that game is just like they just took all the free stuff in Unreal Engine four and made a game with it. Yeah, like most of that stuff is. I mean, and, and that game, that couldn't have... The, the team that does it, Psyonix, uh, they mainly do um, ports for games. Mm-hmm. Uh, they usually don't make their own stuff that frequently. And so that's mm-hmm. a game that I feel like, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe eight months, a year at most, was probably spent on it. Yeah. And, and it definitely wasn't main project. Like that, there's no way that was a whole team. Like, that game was probably made by a pretty small team pretty quickly, just being like, cool, let's just make something fun yeah. based on this old thing, but just using UE4. Um, it's just really cool... Like how how UE four being free now has opened up that sort of stuff that you can just be like, cool, yeah, why not? Like, yeah, it's free. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. So it's like, yeah, why not? Let's see what people can make with this. And Rocket League is amazing, and everybody's talking about it. So, and we're both playing it clearly. So that's good. It's real yeah, good. It's real good. Um, I played Rocket League. I played uh, I played Destiny because uh, yeah. Iron Banners this week. So um, for those of you that don't play Destiny, um, PvP. When you play a PvP, like multiplayer matches, mm-hmm. um, your guns are all balanced. Um, like okay. everyone's guns are balanced. Uh, each gun has stats for like um, reload and impact. Impact is basically like how much HP each bullet's going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all have like base stats like that. And then your level it stacks on top of those to change um, to change how much damage they they do. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like certain guns, especially if they're exotic or legendaries, will have uh, special perks. Um, uh, and so like, that's like the really, like the best, like that's how those guns stay better in PVP mm-hmm. is that they still have those like special perks that they do in iron banner, uh, which happens, I think like once every two months, um, iron banner, it, they don't level, they don't level the playing field in PVP anymore. I mean, you can still do PVP that's leveled, 
uh, where like everything is uh, flattened out. Mm-hmm. But Iron Banner is like this is where you get to show off your gear and your skills uh, and your level. Um, and you get special there's special bounty, there's special bounties for it. There is special Iron Banner points to buy Iron Banner specific armor and weapons and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever that happens, I kind of get lost in the game for a minute. Um, oh yeah, I playing, I believe playing it. lots of PvP. Nice. <laughs> um, and just just wrecking wrecking people. Um, faces. Yeah, I'm not like I'm I'm okay. I'm not amazing at, at PvP in Destiny. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just not a big PvP player in general. Um, but yeah, lots of that. And then I went back and I played. Uh, I started Alien. Uh, was it what was the new one? Alien yeah, Isolation. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had played like the first little bit of it like ages ago and then destiny came out and i got distracted um mm-hmm. so i went back and i started it over again and uh that game i, I mean I, people raved about it and it's supposed to be amazing and like the the package and the polish and like everything about it is really cool so far yeah but it takes a long time for things to get moving in that game um yeah. like i'm i'm like two hours in and and like this, this is just like a bro FPS thing, to, like pers- like thing to say. But I'm like two hours in, and I don't have a gun. Like, like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, how, how do I kill shit? Just yeah. give me shit to kill. Give me my heat. And I know it's not the point. Like, it's an alien. It's like true to like the alien movies where it's like more about horror and like get, getting around. Um, and it's really good. But I am just like, all right, right now it's just like exploring the ship, trying not to get killed by other people, but yeah. feeling like really defenseless, which is really cool. Um, I think I'm just like I'm definitely like salivating for that moment when I can start retaliating. Yeah. Um, and I, I know I can't go guns blazing, but I'm definitely like just let me let me like defend myself a little bit besides sneaking around. Um, and also to see an alien, like so I haven't seen an alien at all yet, um, and so I'm like waiting for like that to happen. But it's good, man. It's atmospheric. Like it's one of the few games like I'll turn off all the lights when I play it because I'm like nice. gotta set the mood. You right? <laughs> gotta gotta seduce this alien. It's yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> Um, but that's, I think that's it. Like I wasn't, I haven't really played, I haven't had a lot of time this week to play a lot. So, yeah. um, and I've been playing the same shit a lot lately. Uh, cause it's about to get, I'm trying to finish stuff that I have right now because in a month or two, everything comes out like yeah. Metal Gear five, um, Halo five, um, uh, another game with a five on the end, probably like yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of stuff. All the games Tomb Raider, Tomb, Tomb Raider's Tomb Raider. coming out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's about to get crazy. It's about to get real. I'm excited. Uh, speaking of a lot of games, yep. here's, here's my segue. <laughs> yes. Uh, Summer Games Done Quick was this week, um, which is awesome. They raised, uh, they raised $1.2 million, uh, by the end of it, which is cool. Last year was, was, uh, was $700 million, so they almost wow. doubled. Wow, that's insane. And one of my friends is telling me, correct me if I'm wrong, that they raised all of that this year without sponsorships. Um, I mean, they had they had sponsors, but I don't think that I don't, I don't believe that money goes into their final tally, right? Um, mm. Watching it, I don't. I, I'm pretty sure, like the money that they, I think the sponsors, the sponsors probably like donate to the charity at some point. Mm-hmm. But I think the sponsors really just set up like to help, like to pay for the event happening. Mm-hmm. Um, like Capcom was a sponsor, a couple other companies, Alienware was. Nice. Um, but. Uh, but no, that's that's that number is 100% like people calling in, um, and it's cool. There's like, there was a couple times where um, the creators or like developer the the development teams for games would call in uh, and do their donation and be like, hey, it's really awesome to see like people so passionate about this game we made and still playing it after so many years. Here's you know five grand, which is really cool. That's really cool. Yeah, it was really neat. Um, it's if you've never watched it, it it's um, it's a week long charity. That is just a shit ton of speedruns. And it's 24-7. It's a Twitch stream that's up 24-7. Um, sometimes you can see the audience the entire time and the people playing the games that are doing these speedruns. Um, and like, you know, sometimes there's like six people in the audience. Um, <laughs> and then sometimes it's it's packed. Like Tetris Grandmasters was on Tuesday night, I think. Mm-hmm. And Tetris Grandmasters is always packed. Um, the Super Metroid speedrun, or it's a four-way race speedrun, was um, I think Saturday night, and that's always like packed. Um the one thing I noticed watching it, though, is uh, it's really, really cool and it's interesting, but it's so much more fun to watch. And I think it even like helps them raise a little bit more money if the person doing the speed run is um, like affable in any way. Yeah. 
like there is so there's some controversy. There's a dude who did a speed run pretty early on in the event. He did a Crash Bandicoot 2 speed run. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had been watching, I watched a lot of it live, um, like way more than I did last year. Yeah. And so I was watching, I just had it on in the background while I was doing other stuff. And it was, you know, like it's, uh, I'm trying to figure out like, how to put this. Like, um, it's a bunch of dudes and some some women. I was really happy to see there's actually a couple of female speedrunners, which is really cool because yeah. in general, like, I mean, there's very few of them, like, ratio-wise, but I don't think I saw any last year. Um, I might have missed some, but I actually, like, saw a couple this year, and it was really cool. Um, but, like, uh, you know, most of, the speed, most of these speedrunner guys are these guys that are super obsessed with a game and super, super dedicated, and, um, you know, they spend... Uh, hundreds of hours playing the same game to find exploits and glitches and there's like a, usually a small community of like you know 10 or 20 people that are doing this too and they all share like strats and routes and and um, and glitches and, and all these things to like do the game faster whether it's any percent where you can like glitch through parts of the game or it's a hundred percent where you have to get everything and beat it um, and so I, a lot of those people necessarily aren't the best people on camera uh, it's like to be your host. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it sounds so mean, but like, I mean, it's some, it's just not. Like, some people just aren't great on camera. Yeah. Um, the, you know, and, and part of it is usually they have, they'll tell you sort of what glitches are doing or how things work. That's one of the best parts of it is that they explain uh, what they're doing and how it works as they're doing it. And it's just really interesting, especially if you have like any interest in video game development. Yeah. Um, and then usually they have a couple other people from the community, the speedrun community for that game on the couch behind them that'll also do some commentary. And this guy who was doing the Crash 2 thing was, like, fucking horrendous. And it's not like... Oh, God. It's, and it's not... It was, like, just 100%, like, the most, uh, the most stereotypical, like, cringeworthy, like, um, I'm, I'm so random and hilarious, like, guy. Ugh. Like, just the stereotype 100%. Um... And it was just, it was, it was, it was so bad that I actually turned off the speed run partway through because I was like, I actually can't watch this. Like, some of the people, a lot of the people on camera are kind of like really nerdy and kind of quiet, but like it's in that really endearing way where you're like, like this is awesome that you love this thing and that you're this like into it and like you're super nerdy and like awkward, but it's like it's cute, it's like charming. Yeah. Uh, but this guy was just like terrible. And then I later had found out. Um, I guess if I had if I had kept watching the stream. He like made uh, it's a family friendly like stream. Uh, yeah, they like right. you're not supposed to curse on it, which is interesting because they play some games that aren't family friendly like at all. Uh, there's a couple games in the run where I'm just like that shit. That's like pretty bad. Uh, not like like like, 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 what, like what? There was a Resident Evil run through at some point, I think. Oh right, yeah. Was there? There was like RE4. They ran through it. Well, so there was an RE4 one, but there was also like a Silent Hill 2 run through. Oh, like yes. there's a couple, there's like quite a few rated M games and like, you know, whatever, I don't care, but if you're going to say Same. it's a family friendly stream, I think it's interesting that like there's a parameter put on them to not use language. Right. But game content, they're not like and I don't want them to filter that stuff out. I just right. think it's it's sort of nothing's wrong with that. I just think it's interesting that yeah, you're putting I that parameter. It's like the content, it's like you're not fully filtering your content to be family friendly. Yeah. Um but so he made he made some jokes and one of them was like uh, he was using a strat in Crash Bandicoot where you kill yourself a lot uh, yeah. to like speed up the run. And so he like he kept like talking about killing himself. But it was like in this like awkward like y- like he was talking about the game, but he kept like joking about it, like making like not like suicide jokes, but just like in that way that's uncomfortable if like for anyone that's dealt with, like, suicide of a loved one in their life. Yeah. Um, and then he said, like, there is a point... Actually, there's a five-minute... Someone made a five-minute supercut on YouTube that's all of, like, the worst moments of the run. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's hilarious and awkward to watch. It's very, like, contact embarrassment, like, hype. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, uh, he, made, he made some fucking joke about, like, domestic violence. Oh. Was, and it, I was just, like... Like, not... Like, people got upset... And like wrote into Games Done Quick, and then they're like, "Hey, he's been removed from the event. Uh, we we took care of it." And then of course that started a fucking shitstorm with like uh, uh, Gamer Gators and and oh. everyone else being like, "Oh, censorship and blah blah blah." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's their fucking charity. They can do what they want." Like, exactly. And you know, like maybe he was nervous or something. I don't know, but he was insufferable. Um, yeah. And it's on the flip side. There is a dude who uh, did a. He, I, I think Polygon and a couple other places actually ran articles about him. I think his name is Hennick. He's I, th- I believe he's British. Um, 
he did a Prince of Persia run on PC, mm-hmm. and literally everything that could go wrong wrong on that run did. I think he's like he went twenty minutes over his estimate. Oh but no! He was like so kind and so calm and so sweet and so just like good natured that they made a shit ton of money during his run. And his run was during like a really off hour too. Yeah. Um, at least for the East Coast, it was really late. But like, uh, people were like donating. Were like, "Hey, man, you're like an inspiration. Just like how well you're handling this, and like how how cool you're being, and like everyone should be more like you." And like, people were donating because he was so rad. And then like, everyone gave him a big group hug at the end. Like everyone who was in the room, because he just, I'm because like the game, the game crashed 20 minutes in with, and he didn't have any saves, so he had to like, he lost 20 minutes out the gate. It oh crashed again. Uh, his controller wasn't calibrated correctly, and the glitch that you use in Prince of Persia, uh, which is it's a type of version of zipping, mm. um, requires like really good control input. Um, and so he just, I mean, it was a fucking mess. But he was so charming um, that everyone was just like rooting for him. And I was like, I want like the people that are into the games to show them at those type of events. Yeah. But part of me, like as a performer and entertainer, part of me is like. I almost want those people to be like somewhat like prepped to at least at least be good like stewards of the game and mm-hmm. of the culture mm-hmm. and of the scene. Uh, and most of them are, by all means, most of them are. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, it's. It, I feel like it would be. It would definitely be beneficial to like. I don't know, like not to screen people, but just like maybe maybe be like, cool. If you're gonna do this stream, let's just like give you a quick like how to be chill on the camera and on the stream and be entertaining and everything else. I don't know. That's, right. That sounds really shallow, but from a performer perspective, no, I that's completely like agree. my brain goes. No, um, um, same here. I mean, not, not, not that I consider myself some sort of performer, but uh, just like being but like... You a, work the camera on stream. You work yeah, in a new computer, man. Yeah, you know what you're Yeah, exactly. So it's like we... like there, there have been like one or two occasions where I'm like, I should have like have just like not let that affect me and kept it moving. But it's like you you kind of have to just like you have to be above it all in that moment because you are there to do a job. You're there to entertain the people that are that are tuning into whatever it, to the event, to the tournament series, whatever we whatever we do. Like and I, I'm a representative of the brand for for Showdown Entertainment. So like my performance is indicative of the brand. So I feel like that like what you were saying like needs to be needs to be the same for these guys that are that that are at these um at these events as well. It it should totally be a thing. I completely agree with you on that. And overall, like, I think everyone was great. And like I said, there was that variance, like, uh, I think his name was Hennick. Like, Hennick was, he was crazy charming. Like, yeah. people loved him. Like, he was great. He was great on camera. Uh, and then there was people that were, like, really, really charming that weren't, you know, maybe necessarily as, um, like, as, like, a natural or approachable, but still, like, really charming in that sort of awkward nerd way. Yeah. Uh, and then there was, like, you know, a few people that I was just like, God, like, this person's commentary is ruining me watching this right now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, I'm, I'm also like, I want to make sure they raise as much money for that charity as possible. Absolutely. Um, and when people turn off a stream because they don't want to listen to a nerd being like really annoying about a game, um, it's not helping you make that money. Yeah, not at all. Um, and that's, that's a very like, I probably mean and pragmatic take on it, but um, it's just like something I see when I see that stuff. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Like we, it's a conversation that, I have a lot with um, people in the Smash community that don't understand why certain things happen. It's like, well, because this is the business as well. Like, there's the business side to it. It is definitely a game, and we're here to have fun, and we're here to play the games and support the games and whatever that looks like. But on the flip side of things, like, it takes money to do to do really high-quality streams and to have mm-hmm. this content going, and you got to pay for the internet to stream these things. <laughs> like... There's so much more involved with it behind the scenes that a lot of people don't understand, and that's no fault of theirs, um, if, unless, they, unless they have an interest in understanding the business side of things, they're not going to. So um, being pragmatic about things like that, um, I don't think is, is a bad thing at all, but um, to the person that doesn't think of it that way and like what you and I are saying, they're probably going to be like, ooh, like, you guys are mean, but that's just, that's just the other side of the coin, like. We yeah. all love that stuff too. It's just two different sides of the puzzle, two different pieces of the puzzle. And I, and I think it like uh, to me like I think that it, it stretches to the gaming community in general, right? Yeah. Like if we want if we want people to understand why we love this medium so much and why why we think it's amazing and why we take it seriously and why we're so passionate about it, um, whether it's you know storytelling like Last of Us or if it's an esport and competitive stuff like Dota and League and Smash. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we it's on us to be like good stewards of those things. Absolutely. And I think in like the way that we represent them, I, so much so much like video game and nerd humor kind of goes towards like the lowest common denominator. Right. Um, and I hate that because I know that a lot of our community will like that stuff and think it's funny, and that's okay. Like everyone yeah. has different person, you know, everyone has different senses of humor. Right. But I think that we can like we can always be trying to like elevate um, the culture of video gaming. To not have like the hyper toxic connotation it has right now because it does. Oh, definitely. Um, you know, and people still don't think video games are art. It takes it takes games like Last of Us and, and Gone Home and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And there's space for those games, and we're ma- we're making more space for stuff like that with like, Tacoma coming out. Um, nice. And then there's still space for like hyper violent games like Doom uh, coming out, and and you know whatever else, whatever else you want to make. Right. Um, that's maybe just more like visceral blowing shit up, and you know guts everywhere that's yeah. cool like let's yeah. it's sim as movies or anything we have a, there should be a whole spectrum yeah i yeah i completely agree it's a conversation that i've had like with multiple people time and time again where like there's a space for all types of games and whether it's your taste or not that's one thing but there's an audience for all things and whether mm-hmm. it's your 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 cup of tea or not like there's no need to like go out of your way to like bash whatever it is like that person like whatever they're jonesing for let them have their moment like let them feel let them feel their oats let them like and feel that moment and like be into whatever it is that they're into and Mm -hmm. like like celebrate the things that you enjoy rather than rather than like harping on the things that you hate because i feel like there's there's within the culture of gaming there's a huge emphasis on being angry and agitated about things and then being like the voice of the angry person Mm -hmm. but I wish that more more energy was spent on the positivity of things and celebrating what it is about games that you like, that you enjoy, that you love. And that's part of the reason why we're doing this podcast is so that we can kind of sh- make that culture shift and talk about the positive things in games. I mean, get, yeah, there are definitely going to be subjects that we're going to talk about that you and I aren't going to agree uh, uh, 100% agree on about. And then, oh, hell yeah. And then just <laughs> that we're not, that you and I just both are just like, we both think that this is fucked up or we both agree with this. There's going to be those conversations, mm-hmm. but the, the the conversation in general should be shifting to more positivity. There's room for critique. There's room for like for mm-hmm. criticism of things, but it doesn't need to go like below the belt. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's, um, I actually, so I, I, I dig, I dig what, um, Anita Sarkeesian does with her critique of video game stuff. Mm-hmm. I know like she has, a, it's a very polarizing, she's very polarizing in general. Yes. yes. Um, but I, I dig what she's doing because I think that that's important for art forms. Like art yeah. forms have critique. It's, it's how they move forward. Right. Whether or not, um, the critiques are right or not is that's, you know, uh, up to opinion to a degree. Yeah. I think some things are like factually right and wrong too. Yes. Um, but so as someone that like usually agrees with a decent amount of what she says about stuff, especially with like feminism and games yeah. in general, I got really salty about some of her stuff recently. And it's hard for me because I, I definitely come down as like, you know, a social justice warrior. Like I don't, I'm cool with being tagged with that, even though it has a bad connotation. Yeah. Like I don't, I'll, I'll fully embrace that. I'll be a social justice mage or warlock or druid. I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> like whatever class, I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, when they showed, when Bethesda showed their Doom 4 footage at E3, yeah. um, like Anita was immediately tweeting like, uh, like how, how disgusting Doom 4 was, like how graphic and how like unnecessary and how these sort of games, and I don't remember the exact words she used, you can find those tweets that she mm-hmm. did, but like mm-hmm. how these games were like what's perpetrating all the, like the bad stuff in video games. And I was yeah. like, hold up, like... I get it. If a game has like problematic shit in it, like sexual assault, and it's not being dealt in a, a narrative way, it's just there for shock value or titillation, which is fucking awful. Yeah. Um, I get that. I get like bashing on that and being like, that's fucked up. Yeah. If there's a game that's just like you're literally just shotgunning demons mm-hmm. to death and it's graphic and whatever, if you're into that, and I am sometimes, certainly, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Like the same way, like there's nothing wrong with like, a shitty, ridiculous action film, yeah, being in the space of movies, because there's also room for like really heartfelt indie movies that tell like amazing narratives and stories. Like those mm-hmm. things can coexist and should coexist. Mm-hmm. And I think it's okay to enjoy all those things. Yeah. And I'm like, so I'm down with like her always like her like you know talking about stuff like Gone Home and games that are more people call them they say they're not games even though they are yeah. but like uh, that are more thoughtful and are more about experiences and like mm-hmm. uh, emotional narratives 
like that stuff's awesome and I want more of that and I'm Same. glad we're seeing more of that and Same. there's not enough of it. The ratio is definitely off. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that like doom's bad. Right. That doesn't mean that hyperviolence is wrong. Right. Um, there, and I, I just got really salty about it because I was just like, oh, you're, you're fucking, you're missing. Like even you, even you who has, you know, this is what your job is right now. You're completely missing like the point of like that. That's where I'm like, no, you're doing what uh, all the gamer gators are accusing you of usually of mm-hmm. policing and saying what can't be in the medium. Yeah. Uh, or like what's wrong. I'm like, no, like that shit can be in the medium. Like everything can be, and especially like to me, like that's such an inoffensive thing to just be like, yeah, this game's really graphic. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. That's that's what it is. Yeah, if it's yeah. a hyperviolent game, that's fine. That's like not a big deal, uh, yeah. especially a game like Doom where it's like completely unrealistic and it's like demons. I get people being upset about hatred where it's like, you know, trench coat uh, murder fantasy where you're just like a, an angry white guy that wants to kill everyone in the neighborhood. I get that. that yeah. Oh, 100%. Because that. uh, that's, you know, that's also like a real thing that's like happened a billion times in America. So yeah. like, I get that. But no, going to hell and like fucking killing a bunch of demons, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so I got, anyway, send your controversial uh, emails to... <laughs> yes, to, to thejoystickjockeys at gmail.com. We will read them and then you can say how much you, you fucking hate Ruben. And that he's an awful social justice mage, warlock, ninja, uh, bard, whatever, whatever. I don't even know. I just came down on both sides, so I don't even know what I'll get called. Yeah, so. you're. <laughs> so they're gonna like write you out of existence, or like, yeah. like Ruben Medina is just gone. He cannot. <laughs> um, but let's see. Um, we can kind of move on to some other stuff that's happening in games. Yeah. I guess while we're kind of on the subject of like. Of like games being like some hypersex, like hypersexualized or hyper hyperviolent, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So there was that Polygon article that came out about um, how women gaming stars should, what, like that. What what stars, female stars of video games would look like if they had, if if they weren't quote unquote sexualized. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Let's. Um, I know that I know that you've got you've got some feelings about that. For so sure, I will let you lead. I will let you lead the conversation on this, I and just, I will definitely interject. Oh. Okay, I just talked for so long. <laughs> um, I feel it's, bad. Oh no! Don't no 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 no! Don't feel bad at all. Please go. So so it was it was this um there's this ad campaign that like bulimia.com did, and it was they reverse photoshopped a bunch of like female video game characters um, to show them what they would look like with the average American body shape, um, and a lot of people were like, oh, like how brave and how cool and blah blah, blah. and like. I get it because like eating disorders are a thing and it is unhealthy to give, I mean, uh, anyone, but especially women because it's who ends up on the, the shit end of it more than men by far because body image, is, um, body image is made to be a much more important thing to women than men in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, they basically photoshopped uh, like all of these characters to be you know, quite a bit bigger um, than they are in games. Uh, and it's technically like with what the average American body is. So a couple things there. The average American body shape is not healthy, like, right. at all. So I don't think if you're going to say like, yo, bulimia and body, you know, eating disorders are bad, like, duh, like for sure. Um, but showing me like the average American body isn't also, that's also not the answer to me because yeah. that's an also like usually uh, statistically an unhealthy body. Um, and what they did is they just went through all of these and they like photoshopped like, uh, you know, it's uh, uh, Riku from Final Fantasy X2 and Lara Croft and Jade from Mortal Kombat and uh, uh, Cortana and, like, all these all these people. Um, and so I, I get what they were doing and trying to do a good message, and that's that's fine. Like, that's yeah. even though I think the message is kind of tone deaf there, like, mm-hmm. that's okay. Polygon, who I tend to love uh, as far as reporting game stuff, um, they took it, and their headline for it was how female game characters would look if they were designed more like average women. Mm-hmm. And it changed the tilt of it a lot to me, so that it seemed way less more about like bulimia and like eating disorder stuff, yeah. and more just like, these are realistic women bodies in games. And I was like, nah, because all of these are the same. Like, yeah. And women come in all shapes and sizes, and those are all okay shapes and sizes as long as they're healthy. Like, whether you're, like, tiny or you're huge or whatever else, if you're healthy, at least, that's what's important. Right. Um, that's, like, something that Steven Universe does amazingly. Like, every yeah. single crystal gem is a different shape. Yeah. Um, and like, I'll, and I'll, I'm sorry. To, I didn't mean to, no, no, go ahead, go I didn't mean to jump in really quickly. But what also does that, I've been thinking about it because I just read it. Um, 
so Sophie Campbell, who is the artist for the new Gem and the Holograms comic, mm-hmm. if you look at every single character, like of all of the Gem and the Holograms and all of um and all of uh, the Misfits, they all have vastly different body types. There are no two characters in that comic that have the exact same body type, and those are th- that and Steven Universe are excellent examples of like showing women of all different body types being able to pr- to perform like the same tasks as a girl as like a hypersexualized woman can be in like in a video game like those are those those two sh- those two pieces of media are great examples of that mm-hmm. and that's that's really important because i mean yeah. i think i think a lot of people like for sure if you're overweight you get the bad end of that um, yep. because i think it's it's uh, people are really mean about yeah, they are. people that, like people are shitty as hell to other people about being overweight yeah. um but you also you get this flip side where like and i know that it's like partially like an empowerment thing but you get um uh, i can't remember some some girl who started out as a youtube singer who actually like she did the all about that bass song yeah um i like support her being a bigger girl in like that movement and what she's doing um, but there's, I think there's a couple lines in some of her songs and it's a sentiment that happens frequently where it's like, forget these skinny bitches. And I'm like, that's not okay either. That's yeah. Like you're like, you're, you're it's like, the same thing. Yeah, it's, a, it's the same thing. It's like, it's like you, you can't empower one with, without, without bat and bash the other and expect that to be okay. It's like, and know, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's not, but continue, continue. No, no, no. And I'm just like, I know so many skinny girls yeah. that have the same like body issues yeah. and everything else because they feel like they're too skinny yeah. um, or they can't put on weight. Uh, it's like really hard for them to do so, um, yeah. even if they eat a lot. Like, and so looking at that, I was like, oh, like, how, you, how are you guys missing? It's not hard. Yeah. Oh, so I was again. I was just like, "This is this article is fucking dumb." Yeah, yeah. Like I get, I get, I get the intent, and the intent comes from a positive place. But like, you gotta if you're doing the if you're treading, I think like those are places that are sensitive to tread for sure. Like even me talking about it right now, I'm like, I'm making sure I tread it real sensitively because it's Same. it's it's an experience that's not my experience, and right. you got to be careful talking about that from an outside perspective if you're gonna do it at all. Yeah. Um, and uh, but when I see that, I'm just like, fuck, like. It's not that hard to get it right. Yeah, like it's not and, hard. And and again, like look at Steven Universe. Like look, you're talking about the gems. Like celebrate women and men of all sizes, of all cultures, of all everything. Have representation for them. And you know, I would love a cat. I would fucking kill to play an FPS where the main character is a black guy. Like Jesus Christ. Right. Like that doesn't exist. Nope. I can't. I can't think. Of, I mean, I think we might get that with Halo Five. I think um, if when you're not playing as Master Chief, I think Locke is the other character that's going to be playable, and he's a black dude that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but of course, like, you know, I only see that in sci-fis, where it's like, oh, we're so far in the future that people don't care about racism anymore, maybe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, it it's only happens, like, basically the equivalent of fantasy, which is fucked up. Yeah. That's, like, space for it. Um, or, like, even an FPS, like, with a female lead. Um, that hasn't happened that I can think of in quite a while. Like, Perfect Dark. Yeah, Perfect Dark is the only one that I can think of off the top. Uh, there was that like kind of Austin Powers e FPS on PC like a while like way back that was kind of funny I can't remember the name of it, um, but it's so rare and we just need more of that. Um, yeah. And being like, no, everyone should be like big American shape is, isn't right either. Anyway, yeah. that's guys. I'm really uh, salty about a lot of things this week. That's <laughs> it's, it's it's okay. It's okay. And I mean, I just want you to watch the sodium intake in your diet. I just I feel real bloated because I'm so <laughs> sodium. Just holding a lot of water right now. <laughs> oh my god, DJ, um, talk about something so yeah, I can like not. This yeah, doesn't so, become the Ruben podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's not a problem at all. So yeah, moving on to something with a little bit more positive intent. So yeah. um, back back to the love of my life that is Super Smash Brothers. Um, we just got a huge um, DLC pack that just came out that had a bunch of stuff. So it was cool because we got. Two classic stages from uh, Smash 64. We got uh, Hyrule, um, Hyrule Castle from N64, which is one, oh, of my, yeah. one of my favorite stages from that game, as well as um, Peach's Castle from, um, from N64 Smash. But I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little salty, like a little bit. Like, like I'm like a saltine cracker-sized amount of salt. What happened? Because I've wanted Saffron City, um, mm. the, the Saffron City stage, since... Um, since the GameCube version of the game. Mm-hmm. I've wanted them to put that stage in since that iteration of the game. Never have seen Saffron City again. That was my favorite stage in the N64 version of Smash. I love Saffron City. 
Um, we ne- we never we have never got- we haven't gotten it yet. Um, Masahiro Sakurai in the last Nintendo Direct before this update came out was like, we don't know how many more stages we can put in the game. It's like, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Give me every stage. I don't want to hear your lies. Give me all the things. Isn't uh isn't the Hyrule Castle level? Isn't that the one that has the the fuck pit in it, or what what I call the fuck pit? Yeah, it has that little that little section where the, on the far right side where there's that little ledge and then that little like top of like like castle top topper thing, but the yeah. little with a little outcome that you can walk through towards the other edge of the stage, and you can just like do a bunch of really crazy stuff in that section. You can be like 300% and like there's nowhere to fly though. So you just like ricochet all over the place. Yeah. So I'm wondering, I haven't played, I haven't played that stage in its standard form in Smash Wii U yet. So Mm -hmm. I need to, I need to test that and see. But um, beyond that, a bunch of characters got, got buffed. Some character, a couple of characters got a couple of minor tweaks to them. Um, But I think out of all of the balance patches from the game that has, that has been released up until this point. I think this one has the most substantial amount of character balancing that we've seen since the first initial character balance patch, like back in the end of November going into December. We haven't seen this this much of a balance patch since then. Um, And what's great, since for whatever reason, Nintendo, please, we would love it if you would do patch notes for us. So the (laughs) the community is on top of it. The second that patch dropped, which it dropped in the, it, uh, it dropped Thursday night, around, like, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time is when it dropped. And so people, when we had our tournament, which started at 7.30, they're like, oh, is this, is this pre-patch or post-patch? I'm like, guys, like, the patch just happened. And I even said it on stream. I'm like, the patch literally came out, like, the second that I walked in the building. So, no. Our systems are not ready with that new balance patch. It's the patch prior to that. So, yeah, there are a bunch of, there are a bunch of different uh, changes that were made to the characters. Some characters have gotten a lot better. Um... Some characters that have needed to get buffed a little bit have gotten buffed. Um, I, my, my character has received no changes. Peach has not been touched. Because she's perfect. Because she's, she's per- perfect. Because she's perfect. <laughs> she's perfect and amazing and flawless and everything that I could have ever asked for asked of her. Well, if I could have asked for anything, I would have wanted her down smash back from Melee, which could do like 61% if you what? did it right. Yeah, it's real, wow. it's real dumb. But... If that were the case in this game, that would have been patched immediately. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, some characters came out of the patch unscathed. Peach was one of them. And, but a bunch of characters got a lot of buffs. I'll spare you guys all the details on all the characters that, that got buffed. But if you go to Smash Boards, or even if you go to Kotaku, I think they even covered all mm-hmm. of, the, pa- all of the, um, the balance changes that were made. But, yeah, a bunch of really good stuff. So I know that my, 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 my Smash babies, my children, are all, like finding out what's happened with their characters and like sorting through the changes and all that stuff. So that's, that's kind of what's going on in, in like the competitive side of things or like figuring out what changes have been made to the characters and how does that affect their gameplay and how does that adjust the character, the current standing of the character tier list in the game. So I'm interested to see if that's going to, if there are going to be any significant shifts going forward, but um, time will only tell. But um, my favorite feature that we got in this patch though, was we got the ability to do um, YouTube, uh, direct upload to YouTube. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so that was the thing that I wanted from day one, because Mario Kart 8 has it. It mm-hmm. has, a, you can direct, you can upload your, uh, your highlight reels to YouTube, all that good stuff. And... <laughs> so everyone can see you get fucked by a blue shell last exactly, second. Exactly, so everyone can see you get fucked by a blue shell in slow motion at the last second, and get, <laughs> and get immediately in eighth place. I'm not, I'm, I'm not salty about that at all. Not, nope, not at all. That hasn't happened to me at all. Nope. Never. Um, but yeah, but the caveat to, to that is the matches can't be any longer than three minutes, and the videos unfortunately only upload at 30 frames per second, and what? yeah, and at 720p. So, okay. so sort of useless? So, kind of in the, in the aspect that most tournament matches usually last upwards of four minutes. Yeah. Because um, a, a, a full um, in tournament play as of right now, the current rule set is in it's two stocks, and it's set to six minutes. Mm-hmm. So, depending on the character, on the two people that are playing and the person's playstyles, somebody could just time somebody out, so you wouldn't be able to see the whole match, or that wouldn't even be eligible for you to upload from the game. So that's yeah. Most Evo matches I watched were definitely over three minutes. Yeah, yeah. So while I think it's a really cool addition, I wish it you could have had more options to, you know to upload longer content, but 
I get it. It's fine. I, mean, I appreciate that it's there because for the matches that are short, because I've had plenty to where I've just like molly people and it was done in like a minute and a half. I can be like, bruh, I destroyed this guy in a minute and a half. Check this shit out. Check out my Ronda Rousey shit going down. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) She is a beast. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, It's ridiculous. That was amazing. But, um, yeah, so, like, in the world of Smash Brothers, things are constantly changing. And I, being, like, the the um, self-proclaimed stepmother of the Northern California Smash 4 community, like, mama hears everything. (laughs) Mama deals with all the drama. And it's like, yeah. my, I'm like, my babies, my babies are so angry about stuff today. <laughs> They're so angry about something. They're always angry about something, but I love them. Um, I'm glad. It's nice that they added it, but for yeah. sure it's like that same tradition of uh, Nintendo sort of half-acidly doing anything that involves social media or, yeah. or internet connection stuff, which is yeah. like, it's great that it's there. It's great that it's new and it's there. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, oh, but it's like yeah, kind of shitty. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, um, but yeah, that's Smash Brothers, everybody. Um, but also something really cool that we just found out, that I just found out rather a couple days ago, was that uh, Final Fantasy Explorers for the 3DS actually is happening in the U.S. finally Ooh. in early 2016. They're saying January 2016, mm-hmm. which I'm, I'm good with that. Happy so, birthday to me. Right. When, when's your birthday? The 10th of January. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, no, I'll be 30. Oh, we are the same age. Yeah, I'll be 30 right behind you. February uh, Thursday 30. Thursday 30. It's, <laughs> it's about to get real. It, it's about to get so real. Uh, uh, we're getting older, then. I know. But wait, oh. 30 is a new 20. 30 is a new 20. That's what everybody's saying. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Denial. Sweet. Denial. Yeah, denial. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to Final Fantasy Explorers because I've, um, from what I've seen of the game, it's, bas- it's going to be on the 3DS, which I love. And it's basically like Final Fantasy fourteen like diet. So I, what I mean by that, it's like it kind of feels like Final Fantasy fourteen, where you have all these awesome job classes that you can pick from. It they're incredibly customizable, all that good stuff. But the thing that that really sold it for me was that you get to transform into your favorite iconic Final Fantasy characters, and yeah. I get to transform into lightning. So I'm like. Ah! Oh man! Yeah. I, so I, I know nothing about this game. I haven't looked at it at all. Yeah, but that sounds awesome. Also, anytime a Final Fantasy game has a job system, I'm interested. Yeah. Since like tactics. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm always like a job system. Oh. Yeah. So it's kind of got that like Final Fantasy 14 slash Monster Hunter thing going on. Oh, okay, okay. So that's that's where like all of like where all the things I'm like these are all the things that I'm interested in. I'm not very good at Monster Hunter, but I like Final Fantasy things and. It kind of makes me also get the Fantasy Star Online feels, too. Because mm-hmm. you can play four players co-op online, all that good stuff. So I'm going to be playing that a lot when that drops early next year. I'm excited and happy for it. But I, um, every time Square Enix uh, comes out with any Final Fantasy-related game, yep. uh, like in the back of my brain, it's just like yelling like, Where's my Kingdom Hearts? Like, it's yes, just always. Like, I, I know always. it's coming. I know it's happening. Always. But I'm like, why are you making other games yeah. when there's Kingdom Hearts to be done? Exactly. Where is it? <laughs> where's my KH3? I want it. KH2 is one of my favorite games ever. So I'm just like, where's where's it's, that three? It's a really yeah. I know. I'm I'm fiending for it too. I'm like, you showed me you showed me that trailer. You showed me teacups. Oh my god. You showed me you summoned teacups. Yeah, like a lot of the summons in the demo stuff was like rides, like Disney yeah. rides. I'm like, yeah. Oh. I'm a summon. I'm a summon. What's the, that one at Epcot where you just kind of? It's an escalator, basically. It's just an escalator. <laughs> like, was it World of like Tomorrow? What, like, World, World of Tomorrow? Of, like, no, is it? Is that what it is? I think. I think that's what it's called. I don't like, know. I went. I went in the '90s, and it felt like I was watching like a. This was the future will be like this, but like it was from the '70s. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> so it's basically like a live action set of the Jetsons. Yeah, it's just like we've recently put one of our spacemen on the moon. And who knows, before we're on Mars, having Venus babies, like whatever it was. like <laughs> Having babies on Venus. <laughs> impregnating the women of Jupiter, like whatever yeah. it is. Oh my you know? God. Um, it was, I'm sure they've updated it. They must have. Yeah, um, they have to. But I hope it's a summon. I hope that you just put an enemy on a slow-ass escalator and they die of boredom. <laughs> like, that would be fucking awesome. <laughs> I would love to do that. Like, if you're, for whatever reason, you're fighting... You're fighting Riku again because that's what you do in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. But you do the summon and you put Riku on the escalator. And he's like, fuck this. And just like the health bar just diminishes and you win the battle. <laughs> he's like, I, I give up. I give up. I'm done. S- submission. Uh, so I guess Final Fantasy XII remake might be happening. That's that's a rumor that came out of uh, the Distant Worlds concert in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So that's a thing. 
Um, Who was asking for that, by the way? Um, I well, I think it's not a bad game. No, it's it's not a bad game at all. But I think in the in this like in this era that we're in right now, where it's like, well, we gotta have games to be on PS4 and Xbox One. So let's remake a lot of the stuff that was like end of the era PS3 or end of era PlayStation 2 or just really iconic games from those from those specific console life cycles and bring them back in HD because we need more games. But like twelve when you have six that you could remake. Yeah. Or Chrono Trigger. Or like yep. any other massive or like or work with Nintendo to make another Super Mario RPG that's like a real <laughs> that's not the fucking oh, paper boy. shit. And the paper shit's good, but yeah. it's not But it's not that one. It's not Malo. It's, it's not, not Malo. Ma- it's, not, it's, not, it's not Malo. It's not Princess Peach with the frying pan and the lazy shell, which oh he only God. took one damage and it was amazing. Oh, oh God. God, that game is so good. Shut a tear. I'm, I'm gonna pour one out for that game. It's so good. Get it together, Square Enix. Just uh, make the games I want you to make. Just make the games I want you to make. Yeah, I'm your only audience, obviously. Yeah, I'm the only person that wants to buy your games. Make them for me. <laughs> said said every gamer on the internet ever. Yeah, because all of my my what I buy can definitely keep them open for sure. Yeah, completely. Like my my fifty nine ninety nine is, keep, <laughs> is keeping them afloat. As if Japanese devs aren't having a hard enough time like functioning still. Right, right. And this like I feel like the big point of contention with them with them it's like HD gaming. Right? How do we do games in HD? I'm like, look at Square Enix. They're doing it. Look at look at how pretty. Look at how pretty all the things they're making are. And how do we make animes HD? Is the that's the real question. <laughs> How, how do you make, make how do you make anime? How in, do you make these anime boys and girls look good in 3D and not how, ridiculous? How you do it is that you talk to CyberConnect 2 about the Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm games because okay. those games. So I'm, I'm almost upset at you for not telling me. You put it in the document, but you didn't say anything. You know that I've been jonesing for Ninja Storm 4. Because I just recently finished Naruto. Yeah. And I, I didn't really like I played a little bit of the fighting games. They were kind of fun. Yep. Um, but now that I know the characters and I'm invested in the world and I love it. I was like, oh, I gotta get the next one when it comes out. And it was yep. supposed to come out this fall. And yeah. earlier on the podcast, uh, while you were talking, I was listening to you, but I peeked <laughs> <laughs> at the link. Yep. And they're saying February next year in Japan, which means we're gonna get it like either then or even later here. Yeah, I'm like, wait a and minute. And I'm sad. I'm so yeah. sad. Let's see. Yeah, the game has been announced as fall 2015 for release for Japan and the West. We now know that it will release in February 2016. But yeah, um, I think, which I think it's smart for them to delay it because, yes. of, because of Boruto. Uh, oh, just so he can be a character in it. They can add, yep. uh, bur- they can add burrito and salad they can, to they the can, game. They can add burrito and salad to the game. But, um, <laughs> and it looks like they, that burrito is going to be in the game. And it's also, I mean, fall. The fall is insane. Like the fall, yeah. like release game schedule. There's a shit to like Fallout Three or Fallout Four. I forgot yeah. earlier when we were talking about it. Like it's insane. So it it makes sense for them to push it out of fall into spring. Yeah, uh, that should be less crowded. Uh, otherwise, it'll fall through the cracks for sure. Definitely. And everybody likes. I mean, I'm, you and I both are gigantic, filthy piles of weeboo trash. So I we, know. So we know we're going to get that game. I just want my anime boys and I, girls. I know. I want all my anime babies. Oh, oh, anime babies. I love them. Um, let's see what else we got. Is there anything else I want to mention? Well, I got, so on the same Naruto train, because mm-hmm. uh, once I'm on it, I ain't going to stop. Uh, <laughs> I, think <it> was, <laughs> I think it was yesterday <laughs> that it came out that Lionsgate is, uh, they've like optioned to try to create a, uh, they have a director attached to it um, to make a Naruto live action film, like Hollywood style. And I'm just like, how white are they going to make everybody? It's going to be so bad, man. I, I was like, are they, like Naruto's name's going to be like Ned or some shit. And like, and Sakura's going to be Sarah and Sasuke's going to be Sam or something. Stupid. Yeah, exactly. And their, uh, their teacher, Kevin. <laughs> and their teacher, Kevin. The copy ninja, Kevin. <laughs> uh, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you do. Because like, I get like Naruto's not set on Earth and it's not technically Japan, but like everything about like all of the different tailed beasts, all that shit is like Japanese mythology. Like yeah. it's so intertwined into it, right? Um, that I'm like, you got you got to cast you got to cast Japanese people as the main cast, and you can have white people in it. There's there's white ninjas in that series because yeah. there's different there's black ninjas in that series. Yeah. Like almost an entire like the Raikage, his whole kingdom is like a lot of black people. Yeah. Um. So like I'm like they can do it, 
but they're not they're not going to. They're not. They're not it, it's going to be white Goku again. It's going to be. It's going to be. It's going to be Dragon Ball Evolution all over again. It's going to be like where they had to have white Goku, but Bulma could be Asian still, or at least passes Asian. Right. Because <laughs> white dude, Asian girl is like a fetishized thing that people want. Yeah. Oh man. Was it a white actress? I can't even remember now. I I I, I didn't see it. I didn't either. Um, I, I I didn't want to. I didn't want to like like have that be like like in my mind space. I don't want to think about ever have ever watching that. I just don't want I don't want that in my life. I don't I don't need that inside of me. I I I just need to keep that kind of that kind of de- demons bond like out of my life. I I can't. It makes it makes me it makes me so sad. I have I I I have a lot of emotions about adapting Japanese IPs like American companies adapting Japanese IPs and making them live action and then them casting them all with white people. It drives me crazy. No, it was it was Emmy Rossum who's definitely not not Asian. I don't know if she's straight up white, but she's definitely yeah. not Asian. Uh, who played Bulma? Yeah. So so not even not even that. Yeah, I have a I have a huge problem with that. It makes me it makes me very sad. Ugh. Oh God, I don't want to end the show in a bad note because we are no no we're, there's we're, too we're, much good stuff. There's too much good stuff because we're, we're, we're at an hour, but I don't mind going a little bit longer. Um, oh, oh, you know me. I'm yeah. all about 90 minutes. Yeah, oh, 90, yeah. Minutes. 90 minutes. Oh, girl, give them 90 minutes. Give uh, them 90 minutes. That's never happened. 90 minutes is so long. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, what else do we? What else do we have here? Um, but beyond that. But anyway. Oh, so Rising Thunder. This. Yeah. Tell is, me about because you're the fighting game guy. So Rising Thunder is a game that was announced at Evo by fighting game man Seth Killian, who used to be of Capcom, and then went on and worked on um, PlayStation's All-Star Battle Royale, which is the Demon Spawn game that tried to be Smash Bros. with PlayStation characters that I absolutely hate, and I'm not going to talk anymore about it because that game is awful. But Seth Killian is an amazing person that's been involved in the fighting game scene for a very long time, and him and some peeps um, made this game called Rising Thunder, and it's in pre-alpha right now, and it's and people are able to download it and play. Um, since I'm a filthy Mac user, I cannot play it. So um, I think I will be playing it this week at Foundry because we do have it. So um, I want to check it out. It looks pretty fun. And I think the whole thing about that game is that there is... Um, it's all the special moves are executed with one button. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no like rolls or anything. It's um, it's almost like a MOBA, like your yeah. like your QWE, your ults. Uh, yeah, that's how you do your special moves. And they have they have mm. uh, they have burn down or uh, cool down, cool down. Yeah, burn down. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> they have a. I'm a fake nerd, guys. Um, yeah, they have cool down time. Yeah. So that's yeah. So that seems to be the to be the thing with that one. Um, let's see. Um, it looks really really nice. Um, I like the the visuals look really really good. Um. I like that they're that they're robots and they're they're pretty neat, um, but yeah, um, I'm interested to see what happens in terms of its development, and then I, I imagine that it'll it'll eventually come come to consoles and all the good stuff. But um, it looks really good. Um, let's see. Um, I'm I'm hoping that the adoption rate of it is um, is pretty high because it looks fun and Seth Killian's an amazing guy, and I want to support um, indie developers in there and their efforts of creating really great content because more good content is great content, and I'll take it. Yeah, and I think um, the guys who made it with are the guys uh, behind um, GPPO, mm-hmm. uh, which is the it, it's a protocol that's that fighting games use for netcode to like be what appears to be lagless, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which I didn't realize it's it's a good game. Peace out is what GPPO stands for. Yeah, um, but yeah, I didn't realize like it puts lag ahead of the player's move, which partially hides the latency to make it seem lagless. Like that's oh. kind of like the, what's behind when you play your fighting games online, that's what's happening. Uh, oh, most of them at least. Oh yeah. Most of them that have that good GG have that good GG goodness up in it. It's interesting though, because it's definitely like uh I, I was listening to an interview about it and I guess he um like the whole point of it is to make they want it's free to play. Um mm-hmm. I think that they're gonna have um cosmetics as uh consumables, uh, things uh-huh. you can buy yeah. eventually. But it's free to play. Um and the idea is like they want they want it to be a fighting game that like anyone can pick up and play, yeah. which is cool because that's like that's for me that's my crowd like yeah. people that aren't really good at fighting games or great at like sitting down and spending hours learning move lists or um, like knowing how many frames something is or like what the hitbox is on this or that like that's perfect for that sort of those yeah. sort of people. Absolutely, absolutely, and um yeah, and again as we were talking about before how there's a r- there's room for all types of things there's room for. Definitely super accessible fighting games. And I play a bunch of those. Like, 
like I don't like there's no like competitive scene for like the Naruto fighting games. I play that because it's like filthy anime weeboo trash and I get to watch them do all the cool moves from the comic book and the anime and I get to mm-hmm. do it to my friends. I'm like, oh I get to do a sexy no jitsu no. Yeah, yeah. Oh look at my anime boobies. They're so they're so big. Oh, that's like a Power Stones, like one of my favorite games so from good. like Dreamcast. And that's not I mean, that is not a competitive no, like not at all. It would be amazing if Power Stone came back somehow as like a competitive scene the way Smash is. I think it's too chaotic though, because you can't yeah. turn off all the level bullshit that happens in that game. Right, right. Or the items. Um, but I, I think that game would be actually really awesome to see, like in an esports capacity. It'll just never yeah. happen. Yeah, it, it'll never happen. But that would be amazing to see. Um, I will. There's a bunch of Capcom fighting game IPs that I would love to see them bring back. But Street Fighter makes them so much money that, that they don't have to do anything else. Mm-hmm. And that kind of makes me sad because. Because you know, like, there's no Mega Man games that's anymore. That's why there's no Mega Man games anymore. There's why that's there's. I mean, that's the explanation as to why there are so many. There are not so many things from Capcom anymore. But again, we can have a whole show on the rise and fall of Japanese game devs. Mm-hmm. The whole show dedicated to that. But um, with that in mind, we are a little bit over an hour, and yeah. um, I think we can wrap it up because you and I could just talk forever. That's true. And ever. And then I think that people would be like. When are they ever going to shut the fuck up, those two? Ever. Hopefully. Hopefully they'll be like, no, talk more. Guys, yeah, talk we love more. you. Yeah, you know, we love you. Come back. Don't leave well, us. Not for another two weeks. So I guess like Edge, just like Edge on us for right. until we come back. Like, oh, God, DJ and Rupert are coming back in two weeks. Which is pretty, pretty gross and sexual, but pretty yeah. hot. Yeah. I mean, if you're like knowing that someone is like edging thinking about me, I mean, that's 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 flattering, right? Dude, we're the, we're the only uh, the only tantric gaming podcast. There is. <laughs> it's yes. our, our oh. new tagline. Oh my god! Yes, it needs to be a new. <laughs> People get the totally wrong idea. Yeah, like, it's like, what the fuck is this podcast? Like, what's what is this? Yeah, what what are they even talking about ever? But yeah. um, but guys, thank you so much for for listening in as always. Um. And again, be sure to um, give us a follow on the social medias. You can follow Joystick Jockeys at, at Joystick Jockeys on Twitter. And you can follow me at OHEYDJ, which is O-H-H-E-Y-D-J on Twitter. And where can they find you, Ruben? At Rubots, R-O-O-B-O-T-S. And guys, uh, email us uh, anytime at thejoystickjockeys at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love if you guys have questions. Um, topics, like whatever it is, shoot us an email. Let us know. Uh, we would love to do some like viewer mail, or I, I guess listener mail, because you don't see, you can, you're not seeing us right now. Um, uh, just to, like discuss whatever you guys have questions about or whatever. That'd be it'd be a fun way to to kind of end uh, end our shows. So feel free to send that stuff in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so on the website at thejoystickjockeys.com, there is a form that you can fill out right on the front page, and you can just submit um, submit whatever you want to submit to us, and we'll we'll read it. Whether it's mm-hmm. you guys can't stand us or <laughs> or uh, you guys love us, so whatever you want, to, whatever you want to send, we we will go, we will read it, and we will talk about it. And if you want to be on the show as well, send an email with through that form as well. We will get you squared up on how to uh, join us for an episode of Joystick Talk. I'm gonna work on making our uh, our Twitch channel all nice and pretty. Yeah, and follow uh, for sure. Follow the Twitter because that's probably the the easiest way we're, we're gonna let you guys know when we do um, our Twitch streams. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, if you want to see, I mean, probably initially it's probably gonna be some some Smash uh, mm-hmm. and or some Splatoon and mm-hmm. maybe some Rocket League or whatever else. But we'll be we'll be doing new stuff as we go. Yeah, um, definitely. And if you follow our personal ones, if people are interested, I, I'm more than happy to start. Um, it's so easy on PS4, especially. I'm more happy to start streaming whatever I'm playing when I'm playing it. If you guys yeah. are interested in watching, so yeah, um, I think yeah, you should definitely do that because it's so it's, it's built in. Why not? Yeah, yeah. It's like, hey guys, watch me play a game. Watch me play a game, guys. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Um, we love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us yet again, and we will see you very soon. All right, all right. See you. Bye. Bye.